0: Where your love is shared the same For the stories where the hero saves the girl somehow Where love known for the friends The adventure never ends We will save the world somehow It's Sunspots Comics now This episode of the Sunspots Comics Podcast is brought to you by our sponsor, Pop-Up Tea! Ooh. Check out their huge, mungus, ginormical selection of nerdy, fun t-shirts at popuptea.com. They have a shirt for every nerdy thing you could possibly think of. I'm serious. Use the promotional code SUNSPOTSCOMICS and you'll get 25% off of any shirt order on popuptea.com. Even the clearance stuff, which is already so low in price. But go and check them out and thank you to our sponsor, pop Go check them out at popuptea.com hello everybody welcome to another issue of the sunspots comics podcast i'm your host chris latori thank you so much for tuning in this week is really really something special my co-host on the show is my mom we review and discuss laugh about do a page by page comic book commentary of jim henson storytellers fairies tale number three of four this was just really something special i got to Talk to my mom who's from Hawaii. This comic book is about Hawaii and, and the mythology of Hawaii. So I got to know, uh, just learn a little bit more about my mom and, and just some interesting facts about Hawaii. It's the first time really ever that I was able to find a comic book that really focuses on Hawaii. So very, very cool. Spoiler alert, of course. But follow along. We just give it a page-by-page fun commentary. Me and my mom talking about Jim Henson's storyteller, Fairies, tale number three. Of four, so enjoy. Without further ado, here is me and my mom. Okay, I am here with my mother, Sandra. How are you doing, Sandra?
1: I'm very good, <laughs> Christopher. <laughs> <laughs> How you are you doing, Sandra? I
0: know it's weird. I just thought I'd say your name other people because you're just my mom. Okay, mom.
1: <laughs> okay, mom. How are
0: you doing these days, mom?
1: Well, you know, I'm doing as good as everybody else is doing. Right. Yeah. Quarantine
0: fatigue a bit. Completely. But here we are in your, in your front yard, 12 yards away from each other.
1: <laughs> Just had Chinese food. Just We're stuffed again. out of
0: our brains with Chinese food. Walk and grill. <laughs> Shout out to Walk and Grill and, and Tino.
1: <laughs> and, and, never have I seen this before, we had an ice cream truck go by.
0: Just before we pressed record. Just before. Well, in the previous podcast with my my podcast partner, Michael Norris, a helicopter was circling (laughs) over. (laughs) So, uh, and and also crickets. He's got crickets galore as I played back the previous podcast. So for you listeners, I apologize for the helicopter and the crickets, but it's a thing that happens when we're outside. So uh, you might hear the wind blowing in an ice cream truck and people mowing their lawns and stuff. Oh,
1: by the way, my gardener is coming today. (laughs) I know. We're trying to beat the clock.
0: (laughs) We're trying to beat the clock. Well, thank you for joining me here, Mom, on the Sunspots Comics podcast, uh, where you and I are going to sit down and have a nice little nerdy discussion about this particular comic book from Archaea Comics. It's called Jim Henson's The Storyteller. It's Tale 3 of 4, Fairies. Very long title. Very long. <laughs> <laughs> but, I, but I was so excited to see this for, the, for a couple of reasons. Number one, it, it had a beautiful art style of... It looks like... Um, like almost crayon or it's it's pencils, like colored pencils, kind of kind of color palette, and it was about Hawaii. There's really there is no other comics. I was scouring. There's a guy in in Maui that does independent comics, but there's no like mainstream stories about Hawaiian culture and about like Hawaiian mythology. There's just nothing. This is the one. Jim Henson's the storyteller. Tale three or four fairies. This is it uh, that talks about Hawaiian culture. Hawaiian mythology Hawaiian uh, uh, mythological creatures and um, so uh, that's what we're talking about here this is story and art by Tyler Jenkins and uh, like I said it's just very rare that a comic have Hawaii as the as the primary you know focal point here what were your initial thoughts of this comic when you read it
1: well really the only thing I've ever seen of something in that that particular area has been Lilo and Stitch and Moana <laughs> right so to see a comic book the comic book is just so old-school you know it's not brightly colored men and, and it's more like water coloring right like and you read
0: did. Archie growing up
1: I that Archie, was your comic. yes absolutely Veronica Betty Boop you know those were the comics I read so this was very different And I never thought of they don't have any Hawaiian comics until you handed me this one. And And that's
0: why I was so excited because I said there's a comic book that we can talk about. You know, I can ask you about uh, are there certain uh, geological things that are are key points where you go, oh, that's there in Hawaii. Or does this story have a relevance to an actual uh, Hawaiian mythology you know just questions that I had about is the headdress look authentic you know right. so so much of that so we'll We'll jump into that as it goes along, but also this this horizontal page layout You, you I know you're traditional reading Archie. It's very standard uh, from very, vertical style yes. What did you think of that single page horizontal layout, which I love, but what did you think of it?
1: I was confused <laughs> I didn't know where to go next right <laughs> I, I did get it. I got it Um, it was different but you know Veronica Archie that was a long time ago so things are done differently yeah I would and this is
0: still rare you don't see horizontal comics like this yeah it's very rare you know doesn't happen very often but you being from Hawaii and and me being half Hawaiian half Filipino which makes me jalapeno (laughs) oldest joke in the book (laughs) sorry I had to to throw it out there Um, did you recognize uh well, first off, where are you from in Hawaii? I tell the people like what what island what town
1: well you know it's, it's so funny when somebody asked me that because I lived in different little towns in Hawaii, so where are you from is kind of, I'm from honolulu i'm from Oahu um, a lot of the myths in this comic book. Boy, does it, it hits a nerve because I do remember, you know, we have a lot of old stories that our grandparents and parents told us. So just to hear the word Menehuni in a comic book (laughs) was very strange. Right. (laughs) But it got my interest. I've read this comic, I don't know how many times. How
0: many, do you think?
1: Uh, Probably 10, 15. Oh, wow. You know, every time we've talked about it, I've gone back to it for some reason. And every time I pick it up, I learn something new. Wow. I also start to do a little research on some stuff that I didn't catch the last time I read it. So I find this comic book really interesting. So
0: where were you from? I'm sorry. I'm from Honolulu. (laughs) From (laughs) Oahu.
1: Um, I lived all over the island. I came to the mainland when I was 10, but I still kept going home every summer. You know, lived there for a while in my grown-up years when I was singing with the Sunspots. I had a condo in Punahou. Um, I live here, but I'm all island. Nice. I'm all Hawaiian person. You know that in our home. Oh yeah. You know, we bring Hawaii to here. Yes. We do. We absolutely do.
0: Well, thank you, and and follow along with us, folks. Um, again, it's called Jim Henson's The Storyteller. Tale three of four it 's called fairies we 're going to pretty much go kind of page by page so we're going we 're going to talk about it we 're going to break it down i 'm going to ask you some questions as we go along um, i'm just 'm just so happy that there's at least one comic book out there I can say that kind of tells about my family and and the people that uh, on your side of the family that I can relate to and and have a little something representation, whatever it may be diversity if you want to call it but it's you know i when I read this. Before I gave you a copy, I bought you a copy and gave it to you, I was just excited to talk to you about being from Hawaii, and uh, here it is, finally, a comic book about Hawaii. And, and the first thing I know, I, I felt right off the bat, is I wanted more. This like wasn't enough. It's one issue. Yes. It's only 20 pages or so. It yes. goes very fast. Um, so let's let's start. We'll, we'll start in I'll there. I'll
1: be honest with you on that. When you told me to read the comic, I went, oh, Really? <laughs> You want me to read a comic? You thought it was a lot... About Hawaii? Really? Okay. Um,
0: Did you think that because you thought it'd be daunting? Like, to be a lot of it?
1: I thought it would be... I thought it would be Lilo and Stitch. Oh, okay. You know, like, no, come on. We really don't live like that. We don't (laughs) run around in grass skirts and live in little grass huts. Uh, But as I got into the comic, and I finished it, it was too short. Yeah. I wanted more. It was like it was... It wasn't that it was un- wasn't unfin- was unfinished, but I just wanted more. It was very short. I thought it was a... Well, you know,
0: that's a key ingredient of uh, comic books medium, the sequential art, the cliffhanger to keep you going. There's no cliffhanger in this, so it is just an encapsulated one-shot story. And uh, yeah, I felt like I wish this was, was four issues.
1: I think I asked you. I think I asked you. Okay, was, is there another one? Oh, you no, know, that's he it. And said, no, Mom, that's it. And I went, oh, Really? So I read it again, and I really enjoyed the story. Um, I enjoyed the story a lot.
0: I'm gonna have to reach out to the the Tyler Jenkins, but he, which by the way, he did the art, the coloring, the writing, you know, the creation. Wow. This was all just one person. Yeah, in lettering, everything Tyler Jenkins, which I love his stuff, and I love this style. It it did have like almost like a crayon kind of coloring look. Yes. It had like a I mean at least it's you know like a colored pencil kind of painted style. I just love that. And this cover, uh, as we're both looking at the cover, again, horizontal format. It's beautiful. It's got all the Hawaiian headdress. The, there's, you know, on one side of the, the, the picture with all this blue and white clouds in the background. And uh, she's, uh, the young woman is kind of sailing away. She's like heading towards something, towards an adventure. And, and the, everyone else is kind of back on the alley. He's got a sword in his hand that yes. looks very... Was, was all this like the headdress and the outfits and the sword he's carrying... Was that all, did it all have an accurate feel to it?
1: It's very traditional. It's very traditional for that time. You know, if you look at now the costumes and stuff, if you see the, the dancers and, you, you know, you see the luau's and stuff, they're more elaborate. Uh-huh. You know, the, the There's a modernization more, to yeah, it? Yeah, the mod- This is more old school. To me, it was more authentic. You know, it didn't have a lot of color to it. But enough color to it. So
0: so it was like reminiscent of like old pictures you may have looked at growing up. Like it seemed accurate?
1: Yes, it seemed very accurate. You know, it wasn't too much, it wasn't too little. Right. It was just enough that it caught my eye.
0: Like the strange like red headdress that the men are wearing, did that seem accurate? Very accurate. I was looking at the shapes of that and it's very, they're different shapes. Have you
1: not seen pictures of them in the canoes? And they yeah, have I these have. headdress This is what they look like. Yeah. You know they weren't pretty. They are now. If you see the shows, the Hawaiian shows and stuff, the costumes are beautiful now. Yeah. But back then they were very plain, very simple, very very simple.
0: Well, I love this cover. It's just lovely. She's on a boat, and she's, and there's also a weird sort of rocks rock um, sculpture behind her, that it doesn't look man-made. Right. It looks like that's right. something that was, a, was that anything of historical accuracy? They're like this the
1: tikis and stuff that you see. And also if you, to get off of that, if you look at the men, if you look at their arms, they almost have like the tattoos. Because those were very traditional. You know, they did the tattoos, they do it with the rock. Right. Painful. Um, she has some on her, on her leg when sitting on the, on the ground it's very very um, it's, a, it's very nice I, li- I like this picture I really like this picture at first I was like oh okay old school it's old school but the story is right. so it, it totally told totally, you know uh, did they
0: seem to like have the physicality and the look and the and the physical body shape of a lot of people in these old you know the olden times of Hawaii very did that much. Did, did it you said that they were bigger people. They were
1: the pure Hawaiians were big people. Mm-hmm. They were big people. They were tall people, right? They were most of them were very, very dark skinned. Very, very dark skinned. This is a little bit different, but it still represents the people of Hawaii. Nice, you know, or Polynesia, pretty much
0: Pacific Islanders. Yes, yeah,
1: absolutely.
0: Well, the uh, Tyler Jenkins calls this one-shot comic "The Pond." and uh, as we as we pass the credits page and we go on to page one now the familiar thing that these do which this might have maybe threw you off a smidge was the old man and his dog yes they do this at the beginning of every storyteller which there was also a tv show a very short-lived tv show of this which i haven't actually seen from i believe the late 80s and it was an old man and the dog telling the story and the dog talks it was like a jim henson puppet right and then they would begin a unique story and I have to go back and watch this TV show. Hopefully it's decent, but here we are again, the old man sitting with the dog, the dog talks, and he pulls out a red hibiscus. Right. And I thought, that's accurate as well. That's a, that's a traditional Hawaiian flower. Traditional. And he's holding it and the dog's like, well, what are you looking at here? And he's like, it's a, it's a flower from Hawaii from a long time ago. It's, it's always like the storyteller has been out in the world and heard all these stories and he was this amazing traveler and he always reminisces with the dog to teach the dog like a lesson oh okay and that's that's sort of where this kind of goes with this yeah. it's not really a lesson to the dog there's usually a wrap up at the end too where he kind of wraps up with the dog and says see this is why you right. whatever they didn't have that wrap up at the end with the right. dog but he tells them like look this is a, this is a, it's a symbolic flower of Hawaii and you know and here's the story and so we get to page three, and, uh, and the characters, by the way, I, I, I guess you did this too. I ended up looking up the names of all the characters, and the main girl here is Waiea. Waiea. And which means fascinating one. Yes. Her name in Hawaiian. All the names are beautiful, and the people they, they picked here. There's Waiea, there's Iolana, there's Polani, and then there's the king, Kakeo. That one I didn't
1: find. His name? Yeah, uh, yeah I didn't I find did. it. I did.
0: It stands for bold man. Bold man yeah I found that one but the opening sequence here we get sort of the the backdrop of Hawaii we get told that there's a war going on and was there was there that going on like between like tribes in Hawaii in old 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 time were there were there like these battles between them
1: oh I'm sure I'm sure there was I mean I'm sure that you know back then there were lots of little wars hmm right the little wars um, I don't remember them and I remember like if this
0: addresses a specific war per se yeah
1: like but why right Like why did this because they were all friends
0: yeah they talk about that right
1: they were all connected they were all what happened yeah he never really really said anything about that yeah they say why right yeah make up your own mind why it happened right
0: territorial or a disagreement or whatever it may be
1: could have been about a lot of stuff yeah that I thought was a little strange I wanted to know why they were fighting I
0: know it goes back that we wanted more yeah. Uh, yeah. on this comic but more. I was like thankfully at least we got something at least we got 20 pages but she's war fatigued is what um, Wai'ea talks about right. here she's just they're coming back from war and her father who's the king looks uh, like they just like they lost it all they're, they they're, they're dragging their um, she's, she describes it as like dragging their spears yes so, definitely not looking all positive and like, yeah, they won the war. And as she talks to her brother, who is this just being of conflict, which the brother is uh, Polani. Uh, yeah, Palani, and he's which yes. stands for free man. free man. He's just a boiling, massive conflict, right? He He's like, our dad is just being a coward. You know, he could end this war quickly. And she's like, I don't understand. What do you mean, end the war quickly? And, and he talks about fighting dishonorably. Why don't we just go to their place while they're all sleeping and execute them all?
1: While they're sleeping. While they're sleeping. <laughs> while they're sleeping. No honor. Right. No honor. And
0: why A is honorable. She's like, you You would fight with no honor. You can't right. be king. Right. And he is that, that, you know, that that early 20-something and he's conflicted and he's just got all this angst in him and testosterone wants to just take on the whole world and battle everyone. And she's like a peaceful entity. I really like that.
1: Yes. She... She's the voice of reason. Yeah. He's just angry, you know? And and you can kind of understand they have no food. Yeah. You know, their people are dying. He thinks his dad is weak. Yeah. But he's the king. So he's very conflicted. Yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. And just
0: has this, like, he wants to be violent and just, you know, kill people in their sleep. And then she's like, enough with your warmongering. I have things to do and places to be and even him under his breath he's like as she the next page she just beautifully leaps off this
1: and dives into the ocean right (laughs) yeah
0: as a kid growing up in Hawaii is this uh did you dive into the ocean
1: not in the ocean (laughs) no but (laughs) we used to dive in the water up in the mountains (laughs) Uh, yeah we did
0: oh like waterfalls and mountainous areas like that oh yeah
1: there was a place my Uncles used to hunt wild pigs, you know, for a cool pig. And uh, we would go up in the mountains with them, and there'd (laughs) be these waterfalls and these pools of water. Oh, that's cool. And you would just jump in. Nice. Yeah, that, that was very real, absolutely.
0: Well, it was cool seeing this. I pictured in my mind you jumping off of something into the water because she's wearing this lovely blue dress that almost looks like fairy wings. Yes. And even in the background, the brother is still brooding, saying like, Oh, I know where you're going. And she swims to a boat and goes to meet a friend who we quickly realize this friend, Iolana, which means, by the way, soar like an eagle.
1: Soar like an eagle. Or a I, that's hawk. a beautiful
0: name, Iolana. Yes. In my comic book, I name the girl character who's, who, who's brown, represents all types of brown people. Her name is Lana.
1: Lana, okay.
0: And I, I think uh, I've heard this name before, Iolana. And I, in the back of my mind, that's kind of where it came from. Mostly. Did we have a relative or someone with this name? <laughs> a Probably. cousin, an aunt, an uncle? <laughs>
1: well, didn't you notice that a lot of the Hawaiian names mean something? Yeah. They're, they're meaningful. They're just not a name they pick out of the sky. Right. They have great meaning to them.
0: Even in this, they, they tied the, the, what the translation of the names are to the character.
1: Right. You know, when you think about it, that's
0: a great attention to detail that Tyler Jenkins, the creator, did. Waiya, meaning fascinating one. She's definitely, um, fits that feeling. Iolana means sore like an eagle. She's definitely like a free spirit. Exactly. You know, a Polani, free man. Free man. He's very free and very, in his thoughts, he's very conflicted. (laughs) You know. You got to get that, it's okay. The <laughs> wind blew her My notes. notes,
1: just blew that <laughs> away. <laughs> That's right. We'll I can pause this. if you want me to pause. <laughs> pause okay. Yes,
0: I will. Here we go. Okay, <laughs> <laughs> brisk breeze blows away everything. We're back on. Uh, here we go. So, uh, like page three, she she leaps off of this cliff into the ocean, swims to a boat. I just love the look of it, the blue, the, the blue ocean, the brown boat, natural wood-looking boat. She makes her way to her friend who's on the other side of the war. Her friend, uh, Iolana, is uh, on the warring tribe side. Right. And she's there having a little, just secret friendship, you know, just her talking to her friend. I love this part of it.
1: Well, they were friends from when they were little, can you imagine how now she can't be your friend because we're warring with her family. So there's a connection. There's such a connection with these two, and with her mom. They were all friends. They all grew up together, and now they're fighting a war against each other. What a what a horrible position to be in.
0: Yeah, and they just have this. It's lovely background. The blue dress she's wearing. The sort of pink dress that she's. It's just the flowers in their hair. The setting where they're sitting and talking, it just all feels like Hawaii, doesn't it? Have like an authenticness it to it there,
1: absolutely. I love the picture of her underwater, yeah, that is a beautiful picture. Her diving in the water, yeah, it's a beautiful picture.
0: It is, it's so well and you're done. You're right, it's
1: kind of like a crayon water coloring type of, yeah, painting, it's like a painting.
0: Yeah, it is almost like a blend of watercolors, crayon, and yes. and colored pencils, like all
1: Absolutely.
0: kind of together. Tyler Jenkins is a he's a he's a genius and artist. I've seen actually, not to knock it at all, but some of his other work being really a plus. You know, I, I, this is definitely a like a you know good B plus for him. I've seen him do some really you know stellar stuff. This just was a little faster i believe in his right. kind of style i should show you some of his other stuff it's still beautiful
1: it's beautiful but
0: uh his, some of his other works have a lot more detail and stuff but it, even this flashback scene talking about how their moms were best friends yes. so their moms are best friends and then they're best friends like following in their parents footsteps
1: right and yet they're not allowed to be friends they, they have to meet in secret yeah because they're warring they're in they're in a time of war and you know, she has to choose between her her friendship with her friend and her family, and her tribe. So, you know, these are young girls. These are young girls growing up in a hard time.
0: Yeah, yeah, they are. So they they say goodbye. They hug each other, and it and it looks like her brother is uh, hiding in the shadows there, like he followed.
1: Watching everything they're doing. Right. And saying. Just
0: bitter, you know. Yeah. And this next thing we we get to see the the king. We get to see her dad, uh, Waia's dad, uh, King uh, Kakeo, Kiki'o, Kiki'o, Kiki'o. And I love the framework where the where the father is standing. It has a, a feeling of royalty, like he is the king. Right. It's this framed archway that looks like like the shape of toast. <laughs>
1: <laughs> You're right. It is. And and yeah, it just has a. Notice a... his headdress. Yes. Do you remember that in? pictures of king kamehameha yes that is the the you know traditional hawaiian traditional king headdress headdress
0: yes it looked authentic i thought and then uh, quickly we are met by the mythological creatures the menehune yeah now what, are your, what are your what are your 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 like your memories of this like every i was saying before every culture has a boogeyman and what are your thoughts on the menahune here? This
1: was the Boogeyman. Yeah? Yeah. They look different in the comic book, but this is his interpretation of what a menahune was. You know, they to me, Menehune's were, were mean. That's my thought. Right. You know, that when I was growing up, you know, it's, if you don't eat your dinner, the menahunes going to come and get you. <laughs> so that, you know, but he was a little guy. Um... Kind of like stitch. Menahunis are little. huh. You know, they're they are no no taller than two feet, as short as six inches. Wow. So they're little guys. They don't come out during the day. Oh. They only come out at night. They live in the. Forest. And when you're bad. When you're bad.
0: <laughs> at night and when you're bad.
1: So they were they were scary. <laughs> to wow. Me. You know, there were a lot of Menahuhuys stories uh, that were frightening, but really re- realistically they weren't mean they they were they so were serious the,
0: the comic is more accurate than to the stories your parents and aunts and uncles yes. were saying yeah <laughs> yes. that's interesting
1: i think that this is more accurate because the menahunes in this book were not mean right they wanted to help they wanted to end the war right they wanted to end this they're going to, you know, they're going to build a pond and they're going to have the food and it's going to end the war and the, the king's going to win. And so their heart's in the right place, right? Because I did hear that Menahunis would have a arrow that they would shoot at a person. Oh. That seemed like a fairy angry, Cupid. Like, like a huh. Cupid. And he would shoot you with this arrow and you would be filled with love. Oh. So they're not mean. So... They were a little scary looking in this right. comic book. Well, they,
0: they represent the fairy element here. And yeah, they're definitely creepy looking. They have they like this weird looking, looking face. I think they're blue?
1: A little or scary. They're blue or green colored? They did have a flower in their hair. Right? <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> that was funny.
0: And they did look... They have wings. Like they fly. They represent the fairy element here. They they did seem... Um, I mean, they seem smaller. They're perched up on a ledge here. And they're they're taller than the king. Right. So, But they're still little people right
1: i think in this page that one picture and when he's standing next to the king he looks huge yeah but if you look in the other pages where they're showing that they're working they're small yeah so he's either on something you know sitting on something or standing on something or flying above him yeah but, yeah, they do look big. They, they look didn't. menacing here. Yeah.
0: And they, and they bring forth that they want to help. They want to end the war. They want to end the but war. It, and, and, he, and the king, like, quickly bows and agrees. And he's, like, you know, kind of at their feet and kneeling, saying, like, I don't care. Whatever it is, uh, I'll agree if it'll end this war. And the is like, well, there will be a cost to this. And, and, and so there, you know there's some mischievousness there. It's, it's right. foreshadowing of something screwy right and and he his on page eight uh you know he's just he's just saying yes i'll accept the terms like what he's just he's war fatigued this king as well and just wants well, it to be over his
1: wife believed in the mennonis right
0: he didn't per se he did Her-
1: not and according to myth mennonis won't show up unless you believe in them ah. so at some he must have been at his, the end of his rope yeah you know I don't know how else to solve this and end this then he thought of the Menehunis and I this see. time he believed in them so they show up to help
0: yeah they definitely because he looks shocked as well he's just yes. kind of like oh they are real like you do, you do feel that
1: and he shows them respect
0: yeah and he tells them that he, that they're going to work on this fish pond and that no one should witness them doing this yes they still want to be like a mystery And have magical powers, right? No
1: one ever would see the Menahunis. They they were very, that, point very shy. They only came out at night. (laughs) You couldn't see them. If they were buildings, Menahunis were great engineers. They would build buildings and ships, and they would build all kinds of stuff in the middle of the night. You wake up and oh my gosh! You mean that's the
0: that's the mythological stories you're your elders would tell you they built this
1: they built stuff
0: like oh wow
1: but if you went and saw them if you snuck on snuck up on them Uh and saw them and they saw you they would stop they would stop or vanish unfinished right they would just disappear Wow. so they would leave it unfinished so they really didn't want to be seen
0: well, that's cool that your stories from your elders and what's happening here in the comic is one and the same.
1: One and the same. Can't
0: watch them. They, they, Can't these watch them. Men who need tell them, uh, there can be no witnesses, or there will be punishment.
1: Exactly. Exactly.
0: Right. And so on page nine, we realize here we go back to the old man and the dog. Right. On page nine, and he sort of adds a, an, an interesting tidbit. He said, "Did you notice that the uh, that what they said was." was on, on one hand he says the king Kiki, uh, Kikio will win this war but on the other hand he says the war will end. Yeah. So even in the words, the terminology that the Menehuni are using, there's some caution there. There's some,
1: there's some caution. Because do not let your people come to this certain place. So does it mean that if, if they are seen this will happen, right? If they're not seeing this will happen, hmm, maybe.
0: Yeah, it's like the, it's like the uh, Menahuni are saying, like whatever you do, don't touch this red button, right? And we're going to leave this giant red button in your face. You know, it's like they're just tempting them. Don't watch us. We're going to win. We're going to end this war. It's going to be beautiful, but don't come look at us.
1: But whatever the king you do. didn't. He, it's
0: the apple, I guess. It's Adam and Eve, right? Don't eat right. the apple.
1: But the king had no. No desire to go watch right. If he, to, if they told him not to go there, he's not going there. It yeah, was him.
0: But he knew that maybe the Menahuni knew he would tell people. Yeah. And you know, and and, yeah. and, and something would happen. So the son, uh, Polani, he witnesses this this kneeling, this bowing, this subservient yes. um, position that the dad is in, and sees him as a coward and as weak and cowering to nothing. He didn't see the Menahuni, right? Right. The son didn't.
1: He didn't see the Minohonies. But he no. just
0: sees them like in this begging, pleading, kneeling, and you're the king, father. You shouldn't be kneeling down. You know, you're that's weakness.
1: Right. Right.
0: And that's not it at all. The son is misled. He doesn't.
1: Well, he he has his own theories. He doesn't believe in the Minnehaha. And his mom did. Yeah. His wife believed in the Minnehaha. She spoke to them all the time. You know, she was a believer. Her husband wasn't, but now he is because he needs their help. Yeah. The son doesn't bl- absolutely doesn't believe in them. Mm-hmm. The daughter, I believe she does. Yeah. She does.
0: I believe so too. She's like a spiritual, you know, very feeling entity that she is. And uh, on page ten, it's really the conflict between, the, you know, the father and son, and the, and the king telling him, "Look, I'm still the king." Like, shut your mouth, that's enough. He has to kind of put him in his place. That's enough. And that quickly moves on to an, a beautiful evening, like page 11. First they show, like, a bird, which, by the way, that bird, too, uh, on the next page, is another native bird. It's like a native finch with the blue in yes, its wings. Yes. I looked that up, too. There was a name for it. I already forgot it. But it was native to, uh, it's, it is native to Hawaii. to Hawaii. I thought that's beautiful. But the palette changes here. And it just goes all blue
1: all blue. it's
0: just gorgeous right it's just blue uh, all different shades of blue
1: yes very dark yeah very kind of dark and, because the pages above are so bright right and then all of a sudden we go into this blue dark yeah it, it really catches your eye it so pretty my eye
0: and there she is perched on a rock Iolana just looks beautiful she's a beautiful red hibiscus in her hair it looks like and right. she's just perched waiting for her friend and the boat you know arrives with her friend and if I remember correctly oh yeah here it is on the next page on page 11 or 12 it's that the brother was with her yes she wasn't expecting uh, Polani to come along with Waiya right and there he is because he decides he wants to see His dad says don't go watch and witness this building of the dad pond." dad
1: told him yeah dad told him that this is what the menahunes were going to do even though the son didn't believe it he told them he yeah. told them and his son just betrayed his dad yeah. he just betrayed him he didn't believe anything he said he didn't believe in his dad he didn't support what his dad was was doing and trying to do for his for his people and so he went Exactly what his father told him not to do. Yeah. And jeopardize everything that they were trying to help with. It was was very sad. It was very sad.
0: And if I learned anything from being raised by you, it's, you know, listen to what I tell you to do. Exactly. (laughs) I learned.
1: Yeah, I remember adding stuff like, I brought you in the world, I'll take you out. Yeah,
0: yeah, there was some of that, and there'll be consequences. Menahune will get you in the night if you don't.
1: Menahune will get you in the night.
0: (laughs) You never, you never, um, Spoke of Menahuni when we were kids. You never, you didn't pass that along to us. I mean, or did you when we were little and I don't remember?
1: Yeah, I probably did. And you guys went, Yeah, 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 Mom, really? (laughs) Okay, (laughs) Menahu?
0: We had cartoons by then and all kinds of TV. TV. Right.
1: I remember the only thing you really liked was the superheroes because my dad was still in Hawaii, right? Yep. They got all the Japanese cartoons, the superheroes. Transformers this is just yes, coming out. They didn't right. even have it here, i know but Japan did, and they had all the cartoons in Hawaii. So my dad would send you all these these transformers. Yeah,
0: these robots. And that's,
1: you lived for that.
0: I know. He's to get took me them out of the box. unique stuff and Ultraman and other cartoons and toys that weren't in the U.S.
1: Nobody else had them.
0: I remember that blue and white one, and I can't remember the name but i had that for a very long time, a long time that blue and white one and it was probably a something in japan but yeah you got all those and ladies cool and
1: gentlemen he never took it out of the box yeah a lot he of them are still at have the three, box these are going to be worth something one of these days <laughs> okay i
0: was a, i was bananas at 3 i don't want to open this mom like what? <laughs> what what do you mean not open your toys well anyway so we're yeah. we're back to the, the page yeah. 9 or 10 i think 11 actually where <laughs> they, I love the, that they pay respect to the bird again on the next page. Yes. It's just kind of sleeping there, and it's symbolic. Yeah,
1: it's so symbolic, and it's just where you don't expect it. Like I, when I first saw, it, I was like, "Why is the bird there? What right. does the bird have to do with this?" Right, but it's symbolic.
0: Yeah, it's nighttime. It's a it's a bird that's a that is um, you know of the area of Hawaii. It's, exactly. it's a natural element there, and and it's sleeping and it's nighttime. So. Um, I, Iolana is keeping a, a short distance and following. And this is where the kind of action sequence pulls in right here. This is like the second act, where, like, in the middle of the book here. And the next page shows uh, Polani like break through the 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 green shrubbery, and tears start to come down his face. He sees the menahune and realizes they're real. And tears come down his face Like his mother What his mother was saying Like th- this would have been A good placement For a flashback With his mom
1: Same Because
0: she definitely Is a like the mom That is not there Who may have died Or something Right she passed away She's a, an element in this Like her, her character Is being referenced And right here Tears down his face He's thinking of his mom I feel
1: You know the tears I thought it was His mom also Yeah But I also thought It was fear
0: There is that he It's a mixture blew it. Yeah
1: He knew he wasn't supposed to be there, even though he didn't believe it. But now he believes it. Right. I think there's a combination of a lot of stuff. He's fearful, but he's telling his sister to look. Yeah. Like he's telling her to look, knowing good and well that they shouldn't even be there. Yeah. And this is real.
0: She just wants. He wants her to like witness this. That's magic. It's something he may, she may never see. And yeah, he's forcing her to watch it. He's
1: forcing her. Or, to
0: or watch she kind or of doesn't to. want to. Yeah. And so she she runs, and on page thirteen she just bails. Top of page fourteen she she trips, on something. Go
1: back one minute to the 13 page before. Where he's crying. He's crying, and then the one just before the last picture, father was
0: yeah was right
1: yeah yeah but he didn't write it there He's giving you your own interpretation you come up with it you know he said your, your father, father was, was right right but all he says in the comic is father was
0: i think because she bolts
1: and then she bolts she yeah
0: so maybe right. that's why he right. didn't get to finish a sentence there
1: that got me yeah that i was like father was <laughs> <Just> say it, <laughs> <Finish> it. <laughs> yeah yeah
0: well, maybe we're, we're not... Maybe it was less of a <clears throat> leaving the writing to interpretation and more of just turning the... He's got to... It's so fast. This yeah, comic's over in 22 fast, pages. Really yeah, she just bolts, trips, falls down, and then he just, like, grabs her face and's like, you have to see this. You have to look. And he's just blowing it still there, though. You're like, ah! It's too late. I mean, they did...
1: Why do you think... Why do you think it was so important that he wanted her... Because she would be punished too,
0: I think so. I think that he realized he's going to be punished, and she won't be able to deny and and say, "I didn't see it." She can't lie because I did see it. So I think he's forcing her to sort of also be in trouble with him.
1: Be with me. Yeah. Not me, but myself. Yeah, I thought so too. Yep. I thought so too.
0: So that's fourteen, and then fifteen, we see the startled Menahune, and it's strange that they're they're. Word bubble is just an exclamation point in dark blue, so it gives you this. That's a kind of magical effect in comics. It's not the white bubble with letters. It's this dark blue bubble with an exclamation that means it's it's saying it's conveying something of magic. It's it's they're not speaking like English.
1: They're Speaking some
0: Menahune language because happens a
1: couple of times. It does. Yeah. I I thought it was. One of them, I thought it was my eyes. I couldn't read it, <laughs> and I was like, "It doesn't say anything." Okay.
0: And the Menahunes bolt. bolt. They grab their stuff, and they are leaving. But are they leaving? Because they they go to the Menahune King on the next page, right. on page fifteen. They're you know they they're, they're and Way are like he just goes run. Yeah. Because he doesn't know where they're going, like what's happening. He's just like, "Let's get out of here." Right and then you see sort of the king menahune here and he says in that dark blue again
1: dark blue again
0: bring me those children <coughs> right right and it's like uh-oh and then over the horizon comes the the, the flying you know herd of uh, menahune all just coming at them
1: i could Feel the fear (laughs) Could you not Yeah Little people with wings Are chasing you Would you not be scared to death Yeah (laughs) I mean I could feel the fear Which is saying a lot For a comic book Yeah That's great You know That I could feel How scary that must have been Yeah Like remember They're Two feet tall Right To six inches And they're flying towards you (laughs) Hundreds of them
0: hundreds of, and you have that echo of, of childhood stories too so
1: Absolutely. that's like, that's great that it had oh, that effect on you you know oh. when I got to the part where they're running and they're being chased my heart was pounding yeah
0: there's no words they stop no, talking nothing. it's running through nothing. the Hawaiian jungle at night
1: nothing and the
0: menahune are just coming at them like on page 14
1: they were dreams I had when I was a kid. <laughs> <laughs> The Mela Hoonies chasing me in the dark forest. Because that's what my grandma told me was going to happen. <laughs> I didn't drink that Ovaltine.
0: Because you were bad and wouldn't...
1: That's wouldn't. right. I wouldn't go to bed. Oh, my gosh.
0: And this is your nightmare come true on page...
1: <gasps> I've been there. Okay.
0: <laughs> wow. And then the shocking thing that happens page 15 or so is she's running. It seems like things are going great. And she is just whacked in the head with something. It, it travels so fast that you don't see the, uh, you don't see the what actual it is. Right. element, what hits her. Right. The, you just see this swinging motion and quack.
1: But what is she holding? I thought it was a paddle. It is. Okay, did she hit her with the paddle? Yes, she did. Okay, okay. Yeah. I wasn't sure.
0: That's what that uh, action means that swinging and that thwack. Okay. It hits her, and in the next page, next panel, she has the she has the the paddle in her hand. Right. And she says, "Please forgive me, oh, Waia. I love you, heart sister."
1: That's why she knew who did it. Yeah. Because it was her friend's paddle. It
0: was her friend's paddle. And
1: she's running to go right. look for her with the paddle in her hand.
0: Oh, you mean you missed maybe that little element I before? I missed that part. Ah.
1: I missed that part. That's
0: Yeah, and she steps forward Aiolana steps forward for Waia because Waia was the one that witnessed everything. Aiolana didn't see it, and she sacrifices herself. She, she says, "I surrender." Her hands up to the to the the Menehune right. for her friend, her heart sister. Her friend that was just it destroyed me. I was just like, "Wow!"
1: Yeah,
0: right there, that hit me hard. She gave in for her for her heart sister.
1: She sacrificed. She yeah. Sacrificed her life.
0: And she picks, on the 16, she picks up the, the, you know, she says her name, Iolana! And she picks up her paddle and, and
1: goes after her.
0: Goes, runs through the jungle again. And then, page 17, we get the reveal of what happened, which is her friend, Iolana, and her brother, Polani, were turned to statues turned at the foot statues. of the pond. Now, you had an interesting thing about. Historical or mythological accuracy to the pond. <coughs> share, share with that again?
1: Yeah, there is a pond in, um, in Kauai and it's called the Alihi Koko Pond, fish pond. Okay? And it's been there for a thousand years. Oh, geez. Okay, and story says that the Menahunis, this is old myths, old stories that Menahunes m- made this pond, this fish pond, huh. for a princess and her brother.
0: Oh, snap.
1: Yeah. And what happened is while they were building this pond, this princess and her brother were watching
0: Oh, there, then this ties right in ties right to in. the mythological, exactly. true mythological story in your of your childhood. To this,
1: he got the story from I think this this story. Right. Anyway, the, the princess and her brother watched the Menahunis oh. Now they didn't catch them watching. What happened is they fell asleep.
0: Oh, right there, they fell asleep wa- right oh, there man. while they
1: were watching the Menahunis and the Menahunis, before the sun came up, because they're not seen during the day, found them. asleep oh. oh, boy. And turned them into statues.
0: There it is, then. That has to be Tyler Jenkins' uh, inspiration, if you will, homage to this story, to I the had pond. to
1: read this a couple of... The, the comic book... I had to read it a couple of times before I went, you know, wait a minute. I've heard something. There was something about a fish pond... I knew it wasn't in Honolulu. I thought it was in Molokai or maybe Maui. And I said, I remember a story about the Menahunis making a fish pond. They didn't say for a war, just a fish pond. So he obviously got, he did his research. Yeah. (laughs) And somehow heard the story. Right. And I think that's where he got the idea for it. Wow. And they say, I'm not sure, I've been to Kauai a few times Never looked into it. Oh. I wish I would have. But they said the fish pond is still there and you can see the statues.
0: No way.
1: From way afar.
0: Wow. So they're giant. St- they're large.
1: Well, because the people in, in Kauai, they believed in the Minahuni so much in... Let's see what year that was. In 1820. Oh, wow. When they did the census for for. Kauai. oh like
0: counting people the Count census the people, Uh-huh.
1: you know in, in your little island they put on their senses that there were 65 menahunis.
0: so they like believe they were like real yes, things they real they were beings real
1: people wow. who lived in the forests in the valleys That's and they believe they,
0: they should have been counted
1: and they counted them <laughs> they said there was <laughs> <Wow>. 65
0: <laughs> Jeez, they knew how many pretty accurate they're like yeah, there's sixty there's the king. His uh, family—they <laughs> counted them and up. And the
1: When you hear that, it, they didn't think of them as being menace. You know, they were just these little people, like little dwarfs. Right, you know, like, like uh, leprechauns, or, or uh, yeah. Yeah, they were little people that lived fairies in the forest, and, right? And they were different than everybody else, so they stayed to themselves. They had yeah. their tribe, and they stayed to themselves. But they only came out at night but they had magical powers Wow! and they could build stuff and then it was about love and they loved to dance and they loved to fish they only ate bananas and fish that was their diet bananas and fish and they said that that these Manahunis built this rock uh, pond in maui and they took it's like 25 miles to go get rock and bring it back. And wow. They did this over years and years. And they finished it, but there was one little part that they couldn't finish. Huh. They either ran out of rock or they got tired. <coughs> and these Chinese these Chinese workers, are, they decided they were going to try and fix it. They wow. were trying to finish up what they started. Huh. And they said that their workmanship was not even close to the what the Menahunis the did. They had this talent, this wow, this amazing talent, this magical talent. Wow. If if you would see them, there was one Menahuni, I think they called him Shaky. Oh my God, I can't believe I remember this. <laughs> Shaky. His name was Shaky. Uh-huh. And because he would shake if he saw somebody. Oh my gosh. But he had, every time he would shake, he would disappear. Whoa. So he could go into the islands and go see what everybody was doing. Huh. They couldn't see him because he had this, this magical power Wow. just being invisible. And then he would go back into his little forest and he'd be okay.
0: Wow, shaky. So I
1: can't believe I remembered that story.
0: <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> yeah. Well, it also hints of, uh, when you tell me about the structures that the Menehune were building, It's uh, it's the pyramids. It's it's uh, Rapa Nui in Easter Island. It's um, Stonehenge. It's structures that, that maybe there was no historical reference, and so they sometimes things are made up. The the aliens made them, uh, whatever. Like the, there's no way they the the stone size up? of the of the pyramids could have been right. made by man. Um, Manihune was sort of how they defined how some of these old structures were made because there's no real like record books of things. Well,
1: because you know, people from it were very. Yeah, we. <laughs> or they
0: were, um, yeah, were they real? Yeah, were
1: they real? Oh yeah, see that bill. just popped up. They weren't the kind of buildings and structures that we know today.
0: Sure, modernized. They, they stone made
1: stuff out of stone. Sure, and sticks and and leaves and you know they, they didn't have cement trucks right. pulling up to to help you.
0: It's all natural they did structures. They their backs. Yeah,
1: you know, and these these Minahunis, they could fly. So, you know, they're flying with these heavy rocks wow. to make these fish ponds. And I That's just found that uh, <laughs> our grandparents kind of ruined it for us by making them scary. Right. But as you grew older, you you Because they wanted you to listen. They, they wanted, to <laughs> they wanted listen, the
0: kids right? to stop fooling around and they wanted them to be f- scared.
1: They didn't use Santa Claus. <laughs> right. Because, you know, our Santa Claus, he wore shorts. Right, aloha shirt slippers. <laughs> right, <laughs> I thought all Santa Clauses did. <laughs> I was very surprised when I came up here, but they used Milahunies for Wow. Me. so you were scared. You oh, okay, I'll be good. I'll be good. Wow,
0: well, that thank you for sharing that. It's great that 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 story related to what Tyler Jenkins used in the book here, because like we're back to page eighteen, which the statues, by the way, of um, of Iolana and Polani. Like, 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 there's water coming out of her eyes in the statue, like yes. she's crying. I thought that's a, that's the craziest statue ever. You, if you see tears, waterfall coming out of eyes of a statue, that's just something you'll never forget. And it's, and she's, and then Waea falls to her feet at the at the foot of the pond here on page eighteen, seeing that it's her friend yeah. and her brother, and that the sacrifices were made. And then the, the, Menehune show up and say, say exactly that. They're also speaking in blue first. In a language that makes no sense, looks like hieroglyphics.
1: I was trying to put my glasses <laughs> on. I went under the light, and I said, oh, "I don't know what he's saying."
0: Yeah, it's just their language, and then they sort of, uh, when you think about it, they sort of realize she can't understand that, right. and then start speaking English to her, and and basically say, um, "This was the punishment. This will end the war, but we took the sacrifice
1: right. of
0: one who was foolish." Is that what he says? Yes. and one. Who was? It was the brother's weakness, and your friend's strength. strength. Like they took two elements there, two sacrifices, right. turned them to stone, and created the the pond of peace. And that's just heavy. That's just that's just crazy. That you know their mm-hmm. their lives were taken. They're gone. They're gone. At the price of this this war being over. I, you know, I Everybody thought wow. Everybody should
1: have such a friend, right? Yeah. The biggest sacrifice she could make, and obviously, at the time, she knew yeah, she knew exactly what was going to happen. She was a believer, she yeah. knew, but she did it anyway to save yeah. her friend. She did to save her friend, and she also knew that if you take one from one tribe and you take another from another tribe, that will bring them together. The
0: bond was that one from each,
1: one from each, so they both. Suffered the ultimate suffering, yeah. By both losing a child. And
0: here's where I wanted more, too. I wanted to see like the parents of Iolana come together with the king. Yes. You know, I wanted a little more, but it wraps quickly. quickly. It's this beautiful sort of underwater moment. There's fish, they're fishing in the pond, and there's a moment of peace and prosperity at the very last page of pineapples and fish and a feast, right? That's happening, yes. and you know, and then there's a moment of solemn. Where, you know, the old man, again, who's talking to his dog, says like, you know, and a reminder of old bonds never forgotten. And we leave the comic. It's over with the image of Waia staring at a red hibiscus, thinking of her friend. Of her friend. And that's the red hibiscus that the old man is staring at.
1: It goes on forever. Right. And if you notice... And it ties, well, right? It's The picture before... Those are two kings
0: The two different headdresses That's true They're two different
1: kings Right From two different These were the kings That were fighting
0: Yeah I wanted more of that
1: Me too (laughs) I wanted to see The whole village Yeah The villages Come together It would have been Amazing Had they all gotten together In front of those Right That's what That's what I was hoping To see Yes But that kind of Might have been the obvious
0: Right Maybe
1: And he yeah. goes No nope. I'm gonna do it this
0: way And they were like Running out of real estate too Like it seemed like They had to wrap it up Yeah I mean it was still A good ending A solemn ending An a, a ending with a message An ending with sacrifice um, th- I love this I comic I wanted more I, Me too
1: I wanted more I wish he would Maybe continue the story Yeah If he could About You know About this these people Or even
0: just expanded Right. You could still end it this way, right? The the core beginning, middle, and end of the storytelling being the same, but just expand it expand all. Yeah, I, I wanted bit. more too. Me too. And I think that's a testament to how good this was. I, I definitely give it five <coughs> five out of five hang looses. <laughs> Perfect timing as We it <laughs> <laughs> Just as the gardener's are getting ready My to mow the lawn. Here.
1: mom, this was so awesome. But
0: thank you, Mom. This was beautiful. It was so much fun. I
1: was so nervous to do this. Oh, no. Because, you know, it's not like I read a lot of comic (laughs) books. It's been a long time. I hope you like the sound of the, uh... Yeah. Uh, Thank
0: you for going on this journey with me. Like, thank you for giving it a try, having an open mind. I'm just so glad that I found this comic. It was on my regular reading list, but I was just so happy when I saw that it was about Hawaii Hawaii history, Hawaii mythology. Well, I
1: hope everybody reads it, and I hope everybody comes up with their own conclusions or their own theory of yeah. what they're reading and seeing. This was ours. Yeah. Um. I'd be interested. I'd like to. I'd like to do this again.
0: Oh, you? I'll I'll find something for we'll us. Find Mom. something. I will.
1: Maybe about a singer.
0: And, there you, you go. Know,
1: and something, and that, that would be awesome.
0: Got it. Message received. I'm on it. I'm going Hi. through my my comic book mental Rolodex right now, <laughs> but I will find it. But thank you, Mom. I love you.
1: I love you. I love you so much, and I'm so proud of you that you're doing this. I know this has been your love your whole life, so I'm, it makes me happy to see my kids do Well,
0: you're also them. my love of my whole life, so thank you, Mom. <laughs>
1: <laughs> okay, I love you, son. Yes.
0: We we'll, we could easily turn this into a love fest, but thank you, Mom, for doing this. and Mahalo, thanks for, son. Aloha.
1: Aloha. Aloha.
0: Aloha. Wow, that was truly amazing. Thank you so much, Mom, for, for doing that with me. That was so much fun, and I feel like I learned more about you, and I feel like I learned more about Hawaii and Hawaii mythology and just Hawaiian history, and most importantly, just a little bit more about my mom that I love dearly. Thank you, Mom. Uh, pick up the phone, call your mom, tell her you love her. Don't text her. Just pick up the phone, call your mom, say hi, and tell her you love her. Um, I, I, comic books have brought so much joy to my life over the years and it was just amazing to share some of that comic book joy with her and for it to be about, uh, about Hawaii and where she's from and, and the people that raised her. It was just a beautiful moment that I'll never forget, mom. Thank you. I love you. And so what's up next week? Uh, what's coming up uh, next week? I've got the pick for the Comic Book Club with my co-host Michael Norris. I think I'm going to be reading the fiction by uh, drawn by David Rubin, and Michael Norris and I will be discussing that. That's my Comic Book Club pick for the next podcast, so definitely tune in for that. Please head over to iTunes. Give us a five-star review. We would really appreciate that. If you want to take your... Um, Appreciation to the next level Go over to sunspotscomics.com support And just throw us a little something We would seriously Seriously appreciate it So uh, stay safe Wear your mask Wash your hands And of course To be continued If you're looking for a place Where your love is shared the same For the stories Where the hero saves the girl somehow Where the don't never ends We will save the world somehow
1: It's Sunspots Comics now